From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Tuesday, April 6th. If you drop a line on a map from Moab and head south, you'll soon hit Sonora, Mexico. The Mexican state borders Arizona. There, the indigenous Comecock Nation has long struggled for access to clean water. Members of the nation recently walked miles to a sacred site for their people, demanding the Mexican government provide them with basic services. From our partners at KJZZ in Arizona, Kendall Blust joined this historic trek. Separated by more than 40 miles of rough desert road along the Sea of Cortez, members of the Comcac Nation's two towns of El Desemboque and Punta Chueca left their homes at 4 in the morning. Some walked nearly eight hours to reach their destination, an ancestral meeting place known as Saps, a pristine beach surrounded by towering cardone cactus. The Comcac are also known as the Ceres. With the wind kicking up dust around them in the midday sun, family members and friends from the two communities cheer and embrace at the historic reunion. The crowd of more than 100 people gathers in a large circle, listening to leaders speak first in Kumigaitum, the Comcac language. Then tribal representative Francisco Fonseca continues in Spanish. He says their communities have a right to water, and today they've come together to fight for that right. Applause and shouts of support soon turn to celebratory song and dance. For many, the meeting in Saps represents reconciliation between the two villages that have at times clashed in recent years. It's also a return to the ways of their ancestors. Now, says Mayra Estrella Estorga of El Desemboque, they're back out of a similar need. Both Kumkak villages are living without water. The shortage started in El Desemboque in December when a pump for the well that has served the community for years broke down. Facing economic hardship during the pandemic, the community has accumulated several thousand dollars in debt with Mexico's electricity commission. So, she says, in the middle of the pandemic, the commission cut their power, and with it, their water supply. Electricity has since been restored, but the town remains in debt and has been unable to repair its well. Leaders are asking the Electricity Commission to forgive their debt as delayed compensation for government roads and towers built on Kumkak land. But in Punta Chueca, just north of the beach town Quino Bay, water scarcity is a longer-standing issue. Estrella says the town has never had sufficient access to water. A desalination plant built years ago frequently stops working, but even when operational, can't supply the entire community. Those that can pay high prices to hire water trucks to fill large tanks and drums outside their homes. Cafe Cuba singer Ruben Albaran performs a song with four Kumkak girls. Last year, he helped Punta Chueca identify a promising location for a new well, but initial drilling turned up only salt water. 
A generator roars in the background as Socrates Rodriguez reads aloud a letter the Comcat Council of Elders penned to local, state, and federal leaders. Life without water is like living on a distant, lifeless planet, he tells the crowd, now seated on the beach under Oquetillo arches strung with shells and blue, white, and red ribbons, the colors of the nation's flag. He says the Comcac are people of the sea and the desert and have always lived in harmony with this land. But now, in contact with the outside world, they're in need of some of its ways of life. Their demand is for the government to meet their basic human right to potable water as guaranteed by Mexico's constitution and provide a resolution to their conflict with the Electricity Commission, quality, culturally relevant education for their children, and reliable trash collection. So today, Rodriguez says, they share their nation's song of origin. He calls it an arrow to carry the prayer of their people to all those willing to listen. Reporting from Sap Sonora, I'm Kendall Blust, KJZZ News. That story comes from our partners at KJZZ and their Tribal Natural Resources Desk. You might be able to tell it's spring, if not from the warming temperatures or budding trees, but perhaps by what you hear. The Mountain West News Bureau's Madeline Beck reports. Yes, parts of our region are still seeing snow and frost and sleet, but here's a sign that spring is actually here. Migrating birds are coming back from warm southern winter ranges, fueled by hormones and the need to mate. If you don't sing really well, you might not get a a female. That's Terry Rich. He's in Boise, Idaho, and he's been bird watching for a while. Probably around 1962 when I was in junior high. Oh, so you're new to it? Yeah, pretty new. <laughs> Still learning, I'll tell you that. He was a leader in bird conservation with the federal government for decades. Now he's mostly retired, but that doesn't mean he's done bird watching. There's always the possibility that you'll see something that you didn't expect. So it's always, it's always a treasure hunt. Rich says the spring migration in the Mountain West is unique for a few reasons. For one, there's not a central body of water for birds to fly up, like the coastlines or the Mississippi River, so birds spread out. But there are streams and lakes and wetlands. So you get a wetland in the middle of, the, of Nevada, or you get Malheur, you know, as a famous place in eastern Oregon, or even here at Hyatt Lakes. You get a wetland in the middle of sagebrush, that becomes your sort of your oasis. There's also a lot of different elevations here. Rich says you can find different species just by driving up a mountain a ways. So it's, it's easy to transition without driving a great distance. Before you see a bird, though, Rich says a lot of the time you can hear it. There's a song sparrow singing over here to the left. For Rich, his favorite migratory bird song is from the yellow-breasted chat. They do a lot of funny, like, clucks and whistles. And so if you just listen to them for a while, it's just like, it's like they're messing with you. <laughs> and they'll stop sometimes and they'll go, bark. <laughs> beep, beep. I checked around and Rich's love of the yellow-breasted chat isn't unique. Take wildlife biologist Kathy Grineo in New Mexico. They have one of the craziest songs that you'll ever hear. And Colin Woolley in Colorado, who identifies and tracks birds for a living. It's a very strange bird. And what does it sound like? Well, here's some snippets. Mm. 
Yeah, that's one bird. But birder Don Jones in Laramie, Wyoming, prefers the hermit thrush. Jones is working on bird surveys with the University of Wyoming in Laramie. He loves the idea that for part of the year, people half a world away see the same birds. You know, we think of them as being our birds, but in reality, they spend more of the year in a tropical rainforest in Costa Rica or Ecuador than they do in Wyoming. Now, if all this talk about birding has you interested in giving it a try, Terry Rich in Boise says just go to a place nearby where birds are and enjoy. Don't worry so much about trying to identify everything or, or, or get bummed out because you can't tell what it is. Just start by just enjoying what you see. From there, possibly go out with someone knowledgeable, like an Audubon group or someone like him. I always hope ultimately people will then move a little bit into conservation and do some things that will help birds, but uh, I think you just start by enjoying it. There are some things you can do to help migrating birds, like keeping cats inside and turning off outside lights at night. You can even log birds you see onto the eBird app, so you can keep track while also helping conservationists. That's what Rich does, especially when he sees something exciting. It's the first swallow of the year. The first swallow I've seen this year right there is a northern rough-winged swallow. Just one. It's migration, you never know. Every day is something different. So for new birders and birdsong enthusiasts, here's just a few migration sounds you'll hear in parts of the Mountain West from now through May. The western meadowlark, the sandhill crane, barn swallows, Swainson's hawk, and the yellow warbler. Nice to listen to, and according to scientific research, good for your mental health. I'm Madeline Beck. And that's the news for Tuesday, April 6th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.